Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today's Monday. It's February 8th, 2016. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're going to begin on page 28, the chapter There is a Solution, and we're going to begin on that last paragraph um, and then go to the next page. Today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Anne-Marie M., for the 12 Traditions, Nancy T., and for um, our readers, um, our readers are going to be Duel, KDF, and Arini M. The reference number for yesterday's Sunday special edition at 8.30 a.m. on February 7, 2016 is 8442. That's 8442. And that was a presentation on Chapter 4 by Holland, We Agnostics Brought to Life. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through share experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anne-Marie M. to please read the 12 steps. Star 1 to unmute, Anne-Marie. Okay, that does help. Um, this is Anne-Marie M., Compulsive Overeater, the 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six earned we're entirely ready to have God remove these, remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so within to them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you, Anne-Marie M. I will now ask Nancy T. to please read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Nancy T. in Vermont. Last week, somebody stepped in for me, so it's lovely to repay the kindness. These are our 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you, Nancy T. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, 
Press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we're going to resume our study of uh, the, in the big book about the chapter, There is a Solution. We're going to begin our study on page 28. The very last paragraph is going to be read for context, and then the next two paragraphs that are read are going to be for sharing. So I will now ask Duell to please begin reading. Good morning. Um, in the following chapter, there appears an explanation of alcoholism as we understand it, then a chapter addressed to the agnostic. Many who once were in this class are not among uh, our members. Surprisingly enough, we find such convictions no great obstacle to a spiritual experience. Further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we recovered. These are followed by 42 personal experiences. Each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view, the way he established his relationship with God. The, these give a cross-section of membership and a clear-cut idea of what has actually happened in their lives. And good morning. My name is L, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Just trying to get my, um, <laughs> get my timer here. Um, Sorry about this. Just here we go. Okay. So what I see here is um, it says here we're going to look at the clear cut directions of how we have recovered, and that's I, I love this because it's it's from the very beginning of this book. From the title page, it tells us how many thousands of men and women have recovered. You know, so that's the key. Um, you know, how can we recover from our compulsive eating, from alcoholism? And, you know, and they're, they're not just going to leave us to guess. It is not a vague, meandering, or hidden code, right, that, that we're going to try to figure out how to recover. They're saying, no, we're going to give you precise, exact directions. We're going to, they're still going to be so clear cut that you're not going to have any doubt as to how to recover, you know. And for those people that, um, that have a doubt, you know, whether this works or not, just try this, you know. Um, just try the directions um, and see if, if it's true. Um, but they, they don't leave you for guesswork. They also tell you, we're going to also show you. Not only are we going to tell you, but we're going to show you how this works. And we're going to give you examples of how many people have recovered. And then we're going to expound on that. We're going to tell you the stories of how these people came across to getting the solution to their problem. And, you know, it goes on to say in the next paragraph that each individual in the personal stories in the back of the book, which are 42 chapters, 42 stories, um, you know, and they're going to tell you how exactly, precisely, um, this clear-cut idea, you know, of their higher power came about for them individually. And they're going to describe it in their own story, how they established this relationship with God. 
you know and so again it's just telling us how this works exactly precisely how this works um, and I love that because it's just like it tells me and then it gives me the example it doesn't leave me to guesswork um, and then it, it gives me experience strength and hope right from others um, telling me exactly what happened in their lives you know um, what it was like what happened and what it's like now um, and that's the beauty of this program is that you know it can happen for anyone it can happen for any one of us if we just, you know, go along with the program and follow the directions precisely exactly how they're outlined. Um, and you can have the same type of relationship with this higher power and be freed of your compulsive eating and your compulsive thinking. Um, does it mean that you're cured? No, not, not the least. But you will have a beautiful reprieve that's contingent on being in this relationship with God. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Drew. Thank you very much. At this time, who would like to comment for about three minutes on what was read? Kim, now we're going to comment W. on page 29, paragraph 1 and 2 is the comments on page 29. All right. Um, let me see. Who did I hear? I think I heard Kim G., and, and there was somebody before Kim, but we'll go ahead. Rachel W. Rachel, okay. Rachel W. And who Re else? Sally. Reva P. Sally. Sally and Reva P. Tina okay. S. Lynn S. Tina S. Okay. And Lynn S. We're going to go with those six, and um, we're going to start with Kim G., please. Go ahead, Kim. Good, good morning, Janice. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Clear-cut directions. Clear-cut directions. You know, I think to myself, you know, if I'm at New Year's and my aunt makes a really good strawberry shortcake, and I ask her for that recipe, and she tells me how to, when to, you know, what to preheat the oven to, how much time I need to cook it, that it has to be fresh strawberries, and then all these exact measurements. And if I go home... And I feel myself, oh, I don't have time to preheat the oven. Or, you know what, those fresh strawberries are too expensive, so I'm going to do frozen strawberries. And you know what, I really like things sweet, so I'm going to put some extra sugar in there, and I'm not going to put this other stuff in there. And, and I don't have time. I'm going to only cook it for 30 minutes when she told me 40 minutes. You think I'm going to get a strawberry shortcake? Yeah, I probably will. But am I going to get that strawberry shortcake that I loved on New Year's Day? Absolutely not. So, you know, that's why these are clear-cut directions, which is a wonderful thing, but they only work if we actually follow the clear-cut directions. You know, I remember seeing a meme on Facebook where it said, I'm sorry you're not getting the results from the work you are not doing. And that was my experience for a while. You know, I'd read these promises and be ticked off I wasn't getting them, but of course I wasn't doing the work prior to when those promises were set. You know, we often talk about in program, we're going to go in the opposite direction now, how defiant we are, and we're so defiant. But I have to tell you, for many years, I wasn't defiant. I did whatever people told me to do. I was scared, and I was desperate, and I looked to the people in my OA meetings and said, tell me what to do. But unfortunately, these clear-cut directions in the big book weren't given to me. What I was told was 90 meetings in 90 days. And what I would do is 100 meetings in 90 days. 
I was told to go to three meetings a week and three phone calls a day. And I would do four meetings a week and four phone calls a day and still relapse. I was told to write a gratitude list. You know, I was told to let go and let God. Not told how to do that. I mean, I might as well have had that girl from Frozen, you know, give, be my sponsor and, and sing Let It Go to me because I had no idea what that meant. I was told to turn it over. But to me personally, that was like telling Santa Claus my wish list and getting pissed off when he didn't do it. So I just want to say, for me, I wasn't defiant for many years. But what it was is people in the most loving way in the room only told me what they were told. And what they were told maybe worked for them, but it didn't work for me. And when I got desperate enough and I was presented by people in whom the problem had been solved, these clear-cut directions, I personally dared the steps to work. And I did it precisely over five years ago. And for five years, I have not wanted my binge foods. Not that I'm white-knuckling it. I have not wanted them. And what a gift that is. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Kim G. Rachel W., it is your turn. Good morning, Janice. This is Rachel W., recovered compulsive reader calling from New York. And, um, you know, regarding these paragraphs we just read, I just want, my message really is for the newcomer. I want to reassure all newcomers that this is an OA meeting. <laughs> this, it does make sense that you came here to stop binging and to stop overeating. And um, the question becomes, you know, the question I would have for any newcomer listening would be, um, you know, was there ever a time in your life that you actually gave up something for the sake of something else? You know, and when I think of, of this, this spiritual experience that we're, we're alluding to here, it's, it's similar to, you know, the times that, you know, I know I did it. You know, we walked into a Weight Watchers meeting and we looked up at that leader and, you know, as if she had like an aura around her, like a higher power herself, you know, that it was giving it over. And what was I ready to do in those moments? I was ready to do anything, anything she would tell me, you know, and I was ready to just follow the directions. Well, here... You know, the good news is for anyone suffering out there is, you know, and I've been in this program since 1999. I've seen a lot here. I will tell you this meeting and this, this program and this book is, is the way into recovery. It's the way out of the disease. This is you're coming in through the front door. And, and for me, it's about sticking with the people who, who, who are doing it. It's not about understanding the process or understanding how I can have higher power. It's about you know, leaning into the people who actually are doing it, the people who are doing the work and the people who are, who are out there that, that are, are, you know, doing this work every day that I can go to them and say, how do you do it? And keep doing that, you know, just keep, keep saying how, you know, how does this work? And yesterday, um, Harlan's, uh, share was, was beyond, you know, it was really, it really covered a lot of this, uh, this, um, the idea of the spiritual experience. So I just wanted to just make that, that note that, you know, this is what we have found here in this book is, is a way out of this disease. And, and through that, we, we've, we've had the benefit of, of the spiritual experience that's helped seal the deal. So um, thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. And thank you, Rachel W. Sally A., good morning, and it's your turn. Thank you, Janice, and good morning to you, and good morning, Vision, for you. It's Sally A., in South Jersey, recovered compulsive overeater. <clears throat> so I wanted to speak to the sentence here. Each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view the way he established 
his relationship with God, the way he became unblocked. That's what it says to me. In his own language and from his own point of view. And many of you, like me, have climbed a high peak at some point in your life. I've aspired to be a high peaker of the Adirondacks, and I've climbed 26 of the high peaks. And when, when you go up there, they don't have one of those, those big, huge telescopes up there. They just don't have it, but you don't need it. You can see Vermont from the top of a New York mountain in the high peaks in the Adirondacks. Did you know that? And so when you look at these words from his own point of view, every one of us, has a point of view. Each one of us brings our point of view. So they're telling us that these people that wrote these stories in the back of the book are going to present in their language, their own language, from their point of view, what happened and how they got unblocked and how they established their relationship with God. And I, too, and all of the people who are recovered who are on this line and are in these meetings, in our face-to-face meetings, we bring in our own language from our own point of view. And when you get to put a pair of binoculars in front of your face, I see things in a certain way. And others who are here speaking, they see things from their own point of view. The point of view, my story that I bring to you is how I became Unblocked, And so, interestingly, they, they're telling us flat out, here's what you're about to read. You're about to read more about the problem in, the, in working with, with, I'm sorry, with more about alcoholism. We're going to read more about the problem. And with the story of the we agnostics, we're going to read more about the solution. Because the real problem for me, I'm looking at page 53, the very last few words on the first paragraph of page 53 that starts with logic is great stuff, but it ends with these three words. We don't know. And every one of us who was like me, who was in this program for many, many years and could not get recovered, couldn't figure it out, we didn't know. We just didn't know. To a certain level, we were all agnostic. If we didn't know what was wrong with our faith, if we didn't know what the, what the, what the blockage was, we didn't know, but like Fitz at the end of We Agnostic, he comes at the, the end of that first paragraph. Again, the end of the first paragraph, he says, he humbly offered himself to his maker. Then he knew. And it's as if he brings us to the solution. We find it all in We Agnostic because we have been agnostic if we have been blocked from God. Think about it. We're going to share in our own language, in our own, from our own point of view, how we became unblocked and how we established a relationship with our God. Thanks for letting me share with that, I pass. And thank you, Sally A. Uh, Reva P., you're up. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto, I wanted to share on the um, wording of clear-cut directions. Um, That reminds me that, you know, at the top of the page, there is a solution. I don't have to figure out the solution. I don't create my own solution. It's written in the book. And if I want the same results as the first 100 people, I just have to do the same thing. 
And if I put the same ingredients into my um, recovery, I get the same results. If I put, you know, eggshells, as was shared before, in a recipe, it's not going to taste very good. So I just have to follow instructions. Um, and I also love the fact that in the second paragraph we read, doesn't say that each individual in the 43 stories tells how they got sober. It says it tells us the way each person established his or her relationship with the higher power. Um, so first, it sort of draws me in by saying, here's the instructions. Do one, two, three, four, up till 12. You get the same results. And then it reminds me that it's not about abstinent only um, because this is not a diet program. Um, and I didn't come in here to develop a spiritual relationship with a higher power, but I learned that if I wanted to keep the food down and I wanted to stop that endless chatter in my head, I had to do the clear-cut directions, which involve establishing a relationship with a power greater than myself. Um, and in that regard, I wanted to share, uh, last week I was having a really um, challenging couple of days and I had to do the clear-cut instructions. So on page 84, it tells me I have to continue, continue to take that personal inventory. So for me, I wrote down um, a step 10, which is a miniature version of you know, 4 through 9, shared it with somebody. I didn't feel incredibly peaceful immediately, but I did not have to pick up before, during, and after those feelings. And the next day, it was just all clear, and I was at peace. Um, and I didn't do it. It happened to me as a result of doing the clear-cut work. Um, and it is so amazing how it works. Um, with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Reva P. Okay, Tina, I didn't get your last your initial to your last name. Tina? Thanks, Janice. Tina S. Uh, from Tina. Florida. Uh, well, you know, some really, really great stuff I've heard already. And, you know, what I really love about the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous is it tells me exactly what's to come, you know. And, um, you know, I know for myself also that when I first started reading this stuff, I was not willing to do a whole lot of nada. And and that's just my experience. And, and I love that it talks about that, in, you know, in, in the following chapters, they're going to give us an explanation of alcoholism, you know, and then they're going to go on to tell us, you know, because it is the solution for me today is the clear-cut directions that are given so that I can have a way of life that um, enables me to find a power greater than myself, which will solve my problem. And not just alcoholism, uh, compulsive eating, whatever it is that's going on, this uh, power greater than myself is going to solve it. And and I love that it had been, and it's been emphasized that, you know, the view of the way he is, established his relationship with God and that the 43 stories and the personal experiences. And, and I can relate to quite a few of those. And, um, you know, and I just have to say this also, somebody had shared it earlier that, you know, a vision is a fabulous meeting of Overeaters Anonymous and it's one that I prefer, but it is a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous because I've had some calls that, that 
you know, and this is a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity for whoever started this meeting. What a gift, what a gift. And, um, you know, I met with a sponsor on Saturday, and, and we were going through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I was fortunate enough when I came in to have somebody give me this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, and, and what a gift. And again, I wasn't all happy about it, um, but I saw that it worked for them. And I love the idea of clear-cut directions, you know, and I'm also, as it describes in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, undisciplined. So I need some clear-cut directions. And I need some, to see somebody doing the deal, you know, because there's a lot of hope here. There's a lot of hope. But without action, there's not much recovery. That's my experience. Um, and, you know, today I'm just grateful that no matter what happens in my life, I don't have to use something else to alter the way that I feel so that I don't have to deal. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks. And thank you. Tina S. Lynn. Good morning. This is Lynn S. from Toronto. These two paragraphs are really speaking to me. It talks about clear-cut directions, how we recovered, the way he established his relationship with God. So it tells me right there the directions to recovery are on establishing a relationship with God. And I had a tough week. Wednesday after the meeting, I left and I was feeling weird, and Thursday it didn't get much better. Friday I realized I was carrying a resentment, but I didn't do the work. I just sat there in the feelings. And what I love about this is I know how to do the work. I don't have to guess. It's in the book. I see the people around me doing the work. I hear what they're getting from it. And whether I have a template or I have Lori's instructions or I have whatever, there's various ways to do it. The trick is to do it. And that's been one of my biggest stumbling blocks is to actually follow the clear-cut directions. By Saturday, I had done the work and, and was giving it away. And I think that's one of the most important things for me is I have done writing. I have sat down and gotten that far, but I never finished I never gave it away. I never waited for feedback. It was sort of like the ism, my sponsor, myself sort of thing going on. So yet again, I wasn't following the clear-cut directions. What amazes me is when I do that extra part, when I give it away, when I listen to the feedback, when I get character defects sort of confirmed on what I thought they might be or I get a different slant on it, it's so empowering, so enlightening. I, I get it. I get the results that they talk about. Often for me, it's the same old thing. It's, it's, yes, I'm totally willing to have God remove all my defects of character. Yes, I'm on my knees. I'm praying the seven-step prayer. But when it really comes down to it, I still think I know better. I still think... I need this control to feel safe. And that's the most that's why I'm so glad here it talks again about establishing his relationship with God. I can't believe that God needs my cat to suffer. I can't believe that, but what I can believe is that I'm looking at it differently. I'm not seeing the whole picture. And when I give the inventory away or the step 10 away, I do get feedback that helps me see it in a different light and it's all reconnecting with God. I am so grateful for the program and grateful for people in the program who come through this with me. And with that, I'll pass.
We can't hear you. Janice, we don't hear you. No, I know it because I was muted. <laughs> Anyone else, thank you, uh, would like to comment on for about three minutes on what was read? Judy F. Judy F. Janice, this is Raquel. Suji. And Raquel. Monica. And Larry. Monica. And Larry. Let's go with that before we go on. Okay. Is it Judy F? Yes. 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 Good morning, Can- Judy. Good morning, Janice. Thank you so much for your service, and good morning, visionaries. It's Judy F. from Snowy, Massachusetts. Um, so here we go. I lo- This is so powerful. Further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we recovered. Uh, I'm just so grateful. Twenty-four and a half years ago, I was given the big book, and this is the textbook, learning about my disease and then the solution, and that I was told I can be recovered, and boy, all the things I did to try to not eat compulsively, to control my food and my weight, you know, the the therapy, the the diets, the um, going back to church, you know, trying to get my own relationship with God, and, and I was just always, my higher power was still the food. And when we think of recovered, um, it's it's described in this book that we can be recovered, and, and I've been recovered for many, many years, um, keeping that, you know, connection with God, having worked these steps, and to continue to work it. And we have, for those that are new that haven't heard this, because before I came to the big book, I didn't know you could be recovered from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body from our disease. And on page, the bottom of 84, in um, the 10th step, they call them the 10th step promises, the abstinence food promises, but it's really about being recovered. For, by this time, sanity will have returned because I was insane. Uh, we will seldom be interested in liquor. Uh, for me, um, my binge foods, it tends to recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor, for me, my binge foods, has been given up without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It's okay, I'm leaving you here today. For All right? We are not afraid, nor are we Someone, afraid. <laughs> excuse me. I'm so sorry, Judy. But, you know, just a gentle reminder to please um, mute your phone. Someone is unmuted. We'd appreciate that. Star one, to mute your phone. <laughs> I hope you can hear me. I don't want to yell, but that's what has to be done. Thank you, so that we could have a quiet line. I did interrupt you, Judy. Were you finished? Yep, I'll just finish oh. up with that All is right. how we react. You said it flaps ago. You think called flaps ago? Yeah, Janice, I'm going to clear the line. All up in the bag. Please do. Two. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Leah, for your service. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Suji, you're next. 
Star one to unmute. Good morning. Um, just for context, um, something I hadn't seen before was that just before the part that we're supposed to comment on, as many who once were in this class, this class is agnostics, now among now are among our members, and that's the first 100. Um, I, for me, I have to stick with the words as written. I can't exchange and put in my own thinking of what um, of what they're saying. Um, this is a a thing that I had a problem with before. I was I was interpreting what they were saying instead of going by just what they were saying. Um, I have not been in program long enough to know whether we go to the stories. I don't think we probably do. But um, I read the story that Harlan mentioned to read more of. Um, and anyone who hasn't listened to his um, his talk, I highly recommend that, um, that you listen to it. Um, I, I, did, I, you know, I... Clear-cut directions. Clear-cut. If I just stay with the directions as written and don't change anything, and, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is changing, I'm not changing the words that are as written because for me, that's the only way I'm going to have recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Suji. Okay, Raquel, it is your turn for three minutes. Star one, two, Hello. Hi. Can you hear me, Jenny? Yes, yes I can, certainly. Yes. Thank you so much for your service. And hi to every all my dear friends, family who are there online. I, I am looking at this uh, clear-cut directions sentence and just thinking to myself, never mind the clear-cut directions altogether. Was I ever able to listen to directions? You know, I was talking to someone, I would talk to someone, and, and instead of listening to what they're saying, my mind was busy bringing up associations of what do I know about it and what words of wisdom can I imbue this person with before he even finished talking. And, and it's, it's incredible to come to the point that I'm really starting to be able to listen, never mind the clear-cut directions altogether. And it's not just the problem of compulsive overeaters. I think, I think that in our society altogether, uh, and it's a human trait. And last night I worked with a granddaughter on her, uh, on her resume, and. Uh, I know how to write a resume. My goodness, I'm 75 years old. She insisted that it has to be done a certain way. Not until we were finished and sent it off did one of her friends send her an email of a form of how a resume should be written. Oh, my God. We have to send it away by 12 o'clock midnight. Otherwise, we turn into pumpkins. She will not be accepted for her MA. And then she sees these directions, these instructions. She had no intention of listening to me, and I saw that it was a lost case. So I did it her way. You know, we finished by 12 o'clock midnight, so she slept over. I love her dearly, 
you know. But I, I look at myself, I looked at her, and I look at myself, and I think, well, maybe I made a little bit of progress because I didn't insist, I didn't yell at her. I just went along with her of how she wanted to present herself to this committee that is going to decide. But then God intervened, and he showed her that, you know, maybe Grandma knew one or two things that she, being 22, doesn't. So, but listening to directions at all, and, you know, I didn't put my time around, so I'll be glad if you stop me, because somebody came to me um, on last Wednesday with, with hot tears of wanting to get back into program, but as soon as now is, is, is Monday here, I tried to tell her a few things of what, what to and what not to, as my youngest son would say. Don't tell me what to and what not to. Oh, boy. No way. Time. time, Raquel, honey. Thank you so much, and please pray for me that I should remain with an open mind to be able to listen to directions and see how clear-cut they are. Thank you so much for being there for me. I guess. Thank you, Raquel. Okay, Monica T., please, you're up. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Florida. Yeehaw! Further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we recovered. And that word recovered jumped out at me. And it's always so interesting to me how the word recovered, right on the title page, they tell us the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. And then on the forward to the first edition, they tell us who have recovered. Recovered from what? a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So now here, um, okay, we're going a little further with this. And I always have anyone I guide through circle that word recovered and how many times we see it in just a few pages. Recovered. Oh, what a wonderful sounding word. Recovered from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You know, I was hopeless and desperate when I came in here. And then in the second paragraph, they go a little further with this. How the way he established his relationship with God. So these clear-cut directions, these definite, particular directions, are going to help me establish my relationship with God, this relationship with a higher power that I need, because you know what? I was screwed. I was in the corner because nothing I did worked. My way did not work. And any other thing that I tried did not work. There wasn't any power there. Nobody else had the power. And I had to have a power that was greater than me that could solve my problem here, that could remove this obsession of the mind, that I could be considered recovered. And that's the whole purpose of the book, is of the steps, is for me to establish this relationship with God. Um, And so all of these stories in the back, it's hope that, you know, we'll read one of them and be able to identify with somebody who was successful in establishing this relationship with God and were able to recover because of that. And doing the work, obviously. I have to do the steps. Action, action, action. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. 
And thank you, Monica T. Okay, Larry, before we go on, it's your turn. Hey, Janice. Thanks so much for your service. Larry K., Recovered Compulsible Reader. Um, you know, I, I want to talk, I want to speak positively, and I will, but, um, you know, I, I have to be honest, you know, that's one of the things in program and, um, you know, the, here, here's the problem, you know, I wanted what you had, but I wasn't willing to do what you were doing, you know? So, I mean, it talks about clear cut directions. We've heard a lot about clear cut directions, you know, uh, in, in the chapter, how it works, it, it warned me, you know, it did give me a warning. If you've decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, I don't know, Larry, you might be ready. You might be ready to take some certain steps. But then it goes on. It says it's some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way. That was me. See, our, our, our recovery rate, I, I'd love to tell you it's good. I, I'd love to tell you that most people, you know, come, come here and they get it. They get it eventually. That would be a lie. That's not true. Our recovery rates are horrifying. That's sad. They don't need to be, but they are because people are balking. They're looking for an easier, softer way, and uh, they're not recovering. They're finding fellowship. They're finding a food plan. They're dieting with group support. They're working some tools. I'm not suggesting that you know, that, uh, you know, that, that it's all bad, that it's all a bad story. I can remember saying, see if this resonates with you. I can remember saying when I was sort of in the food, out of the food, in the food for a lot of years in program, you know, Larry, if this is as bad as it gets, I don't know. It's not so bad. Can you imagine that sort of attitude, you know, and that was the attitude. That was my, my positioning that I had to take because I knew that I wasn't really getting better. That, that this problem hadn't been solved, you know, because I wasn't willing to take the actions as prescribed in the big book. I wasn't willing to follow clear-cut directions. I never followed clear-cut directions in anything. I was a contrarian. That was another way of saying, you know, I was full of it. You know, I wanted to do it my way, my terms, selfishness, self-centeredness. You know, that was the root of my, my troubles. So if, you know, if I want what you have, if I truly want what you have, I better be willing to do what you're doing. And um, so I'll, I'll wrap up by saying someone called me yesterday. Um, you know, they got a sponsee that's not doing the deal. You know, they're in and out of the food. You know what? Tough love. It, it, we feel guilty when we drop somebody. We feel guilty. We want to we wanna do therapy. Therapy, therapy doesn't work for, for our addiction doesn't work. Hell, I'm a therapist, and I'm telling you, it doesn't work. Give it up. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Larry Kay. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Harper, can I share? Okay, go ahead, dear. Go ahead, Harper, if you want to. Renata. Thank you so much. All right, Harper, and then Renata. I guess we're not going to go on. Okay, Harper, Renata. Okay, let's just go with those two, and maybe we can get into that last paragraph. Go ahead, Harper. Hi there, it's Harper. And I never got a life of such joy and freedom since I followed, before I followed the clear-cut directions. And it's so liberating to have followed the clear-cut directions. And I follow them every day, and it's such incredible structure for my life. and 
you know, I thought I could do it the Harper way and it wasn't working and I can't even believe what an easier, softer way it is to follow the exact and clear-cut directions. It's such an easier, softer way than anything I ever tried that I thought was an easier, softer way in the Harper show. So what could be easier and softer than following clear-cut directions to completely let go and surrender and relax? With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Harper. I'm sorry, Renata. We're going we're gonna to like to wrap up with this, the next paragraph. Perhaps you'd like to share on that. I'd like to go to Katie. Katie, please read that last paragraph for us. Star one to unmute. Katie F. Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. We hope no one will consider these self-revealing accounts in bad taste. Our hope is that many alcoholic men and women, desperately in need, will see these pages, and we believe that it is the only, that it is only by fully disclosing ourselves and our problems that they will be persuaded to say, yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. And I'm uh, Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater, and, um, you know, this is the great um, difference for me between you know, going to Weight Watchers or any other uh, paid program to lose weight. And what we have here is that we share, we fully disclose ourselves, um, not to the grocery clerk, not to, you know, the person who uh, humiliated us or, or to people that don't understand, but we fully disclose ourselves to our sponsor and to our um, recovery network and then we find a way to get through the things, um, as was shared yesterday, it's not the food. It's, it's life um, that seems to propel us back into the food. And this program gives us a way out of that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And, you know, it wasn't until I fully disclosed myself and fully said, yes, I'm one of them too, I must have this thing, that I was finally able to grasp on to what um, I was expected to do. Because I spent all my time trying to, I I wanted to have what they had, but I really uh, spent a lot of time trying to convince myself and anyone who would listen that I was slightly different that my problems were slightly harder or slightly uh, just something where I could um, say, you don't understand. And, you know, I haven't found a problem since I surrendered that someone didn't relate to. And I have not had to pick the food back up. I have not had to go back to that um, quicksand of, picking up the food because I thought that um, I was unique and uh, there wasn't any hope for me. And, you know, all you have to do is hang on and the recovery is there. Um, God meets you where you are. Your higher power, your whatever you have um, meets you exactly where you are. You don't have to get all cleaned up to show up. Uh, We just come where we are. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. You didn't hear me. I'm sorry. Renata, would you like to comment on this paragraph? 
Oh, sure. Sorry, Dennis. I was muting and muting, muting and muting. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Reader in New York. And I'm going to focus on the words, uh, our problems. You know, because the people that wrote this book had the same problems that I have. You know, my problem was not just being overweight. You know, that's why the diets never worked. And, uh, you know, whenever I got a, a new diet, right, I had directions on how to, you know, cut down calories and lose the weight, and it worked. But the problem was that I could not do it happily, and I could not keep it going. I could not keep the weight off because my problem is not, you know, uh, I don't have a, a food problem. I don't have a weight problem. My problem is the ism. And so I needed some instructions on how to treat the ism. You know, like, like it talks on page 60 that, you know, by trying to be the director of everything, I was always in collision or conflict with something or someone. And, you know, by people or situations not going my way, I felt so overwhelmed and I had to find relief somewhere and it was always in the food. And so, you know, by working these 12 steps, I've learned that I don't have to kill myself with the food to find relief because by working these 12 steps, I could stop playing God and develop a relationship with God that did solve my problems. You know, um, and so, you know, my problem was never the food itself. My problem was living life. And so I needed to, 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 to find a way to live life without uh, compulsively overeating and be happy, be contented. And that's what these 12 steps have given me. And with that, I pass. Thanks. And thank you, Renata. Anyone else would like to comment? Chelsea, anyone else? Irini. Okay. Let's go with with Chelsea and Irini, and I think that will do it if you just do a couple of minutes apiece, please. Go ahead, Chelsea. Thank you, Janice, and thanks for your service. I'm Chelsea H., a recovered compulsive eater, just for today. And I want to speak to the um, idea of the clear-cut idea about the stories, because he uses that word clear-cut again with respect to the um, stories that the people tell. And one of the things that I really got from um, Harlan yesterday, which I appreciated so much, was he was very clear to separate his point of view from the clear-cut directions. So that way it wouldn't be clouded. For me, it wasn't. And as an agnostic, I am an agnostic, and I remain an agnostic. And it has not been an obstacle for me in this spiritual experience. So if you're on the line and you're atheist, agnostic, uh, non-believer, any of the other um, secular uh, convictions, this program can work for you too. Because what it says um, that Harlan shared yesterday that was really important, it says in our personal stories you'll find a wide variation in the way Each teller approaches and conceives of the power greater than themselves because the lack of power is our problem, not lack of religion. 
So in the personal stories, they allow us to hear something that could reach us to bring us to the front of the book to do the work. And I'm really grateful that um, that does that he pointed that out yesterday. And I just wanted to share quickly, so if anybody was on the line and that they were um, not a believer, that this program can work for you too. Um, thanks for letting me share with that. I pass. Okay, I think I'm sorry we're out of time, Marini, but uh, you know that we have um, two hours. We have another hour unrecorded for study. So I want to thank everyone who has shared. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So, Irene M., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Janice. Yes, please. Thank you, Janice. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irene M., and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is still in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got, see to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.